But now to talk a little bit about Eintracht's upcoming Europa League match against uh, Lazio from the Serie A. One of the two wrong clubs. Uh, one might be considered bigger than the other. And, and welcome back to hey, Eintracht and, uh, Frankfurt, the Bundesliga would, uh, podcast covering everything the guys from the Lazio Eintracht rounds. Frankfurt, the best call uh, in the Bundesliga, the best call uh, how are in you doing? Germany, and, uh, how, in Europe, the best call in the world uh, for that matter, but we're a little bit biased. Uh, I am your host, Brian yeah, Sanders. Like you can follow me uh, at like KCSDE on Twitter. You can also Thanks follow the show on at to talk about this match. It should be a good one. Um, Email the show at heyandrewprinkford.yahoo.com. Yeah, I mean, you can also uh, reach out to us top of the in the social media landscape that is at Facebook. Our Facebook group. Episode drops and news about the iTrack are placed there. All the English language. Small episode that we have today. Briefly, we can kind of go over what everything that is been going on with the Eintracht. So, so uh, two, we're uh, able to come away with a victory over Hannover's uh, Italian team. Uh, kind of talked last week uh, about uh, how you guys, uh, crucial the match was. Last year and just um, out on the Champions so at the final hurdle. To me, the best oh, player on the pitch. Um, without him, the, the a lot of the, the attacking thrust, that, uh, a lot of the so success close, that Eintracht uh, had, uh, wouldn't have happened. Uh, so and that all means that Eintracht for Hanover one in, uh, the major changes in the couldn't have come at a better time, uh, especially with well, leading the up to yeah, I mean, the match that we uh, want to talk about today. So Eintracht faces off at home, crowd at the Arena, Wild Stadion, and it's Eintracht. On three points, in the last two games to call for the Champions League. On three points, uh, and it's all to play for. Who, um, so, right um, as a part of kind of previewing so that match, I wanted to kind of get a good opinion of what everything that is Lazio, team in this area, is doing. And I thought I would bring in the guys from the Lazio Lounge. And hey, yeah, turned out to be you know a not too bad. Some uh, bit right there. So uh, I'll let my segment that I recorded a, with Alisea to kind of take off right now. And uh, yeah, we'll wrap up right after that. So stay with us. Lucas Leiva in midfield, Sergei Milinkovic Savic, who I'm sure you've heard about, Tiro Mobile up front. And actually, Milinkovic Savic and Immobile yesterday were given new contracts at the club. So the only really high-profile departures were Felipe Anderson, who went off to West Ham, and Stefan de Vrij, who left on a free transfer, went to Inter. But they've actually been very well replaced. Uh, Francesco Cerbi is a guy who came in for de Vrij, who now sits in the middle of the back three, and he was at Sassuolo before, but he's a very experienced Serie A defender. He's been absolutely formidable so far this season, absolutely brilliant signing. Um, and at the other end of the pitch, the kind of Anderson replacement is a guy called Joaquin Correa, um, who has been playing in Spain the last few years, but also had a season at Sampdoria. So he's a very kind of technically gifted player, very good at dribbling, got a lot of skill moves. He's not really been integrated that much into the team so far, scored his first goal last week. But um, overall, the strength of the, the squad has actually been improved. This is a thing that I'm quite encouraged about with for Lazio this season is that the squad depth is better um, there were no kind of showcase signings over the summer but a lot of really good players who, who came in to kind of strengthen the options which as I'm sure you'll have realised already you kind of need to be able to fight on, on the league and in Europe so 
Um, Lazio's team against Frankfurt will be a rotated team. It won't be the full strength one, but that rotated team is a much more formidable unit than it was this time last year, I'd say. That being said, you're kind of talking about uh, squad rotation that we can expect from Lazio. Uh, a couple of players who are coming from uh, the Western Hemisphere. Uh, for us, uh, kind of with a kind of focus on that, uh, would that mean that uh, we might be facing up against uh, that Ecuadorian uh, Felipe Caicedo? Is he going to be leading the line, or should we be thinking of another center forward like uh, Alessandro Rossi, who seems to be? Uh, a youth kid who uh, you guys have been, uh, I think, pretty high on. Yeah, it'll be Caicedo. Um, Alessandro Rossi is a very promising young player, but he's not been given a single minute so far this season. Um, a lot of us would like to see him get a chance, but Simone Inzaghi, the coach, has been a bit um, hesitant to actually give him that chance. Um, Caicedo, though, I mean, Caicedo's a much maligned player. He's, he's, he's a guy that a lot of Lazio fans complain about. Because in his first season, which was last year, he basically... It's not its not necessarily the lack of goals, because his goals per minute ratio actually isn't too bad. But it's just that he's quite a limited player. He's more of a kind of link-up striker than a, a guy who's uh, going to finish off chances very regularly. But he's actually been playing very well this season. And the couple of chances he's had, particularly in that game against Apple and Limassol, which is our, our Europa League opener, he had a very good game in that game. And then the one after that, too, he was put in from the start against Genoa which raised a few eyebrows but he was really good in that game and scored as well so he should be leading the line yeah and you, I would expect it to be him up top with Correa who I just mentioned just behind him, Lazio play a 3-5-1-1 formation so he got kind of two quite attack minded wing backs and then a kind of number 10 Trequartista tre- player behind a central striker so it should be Correa behind Caicedo. Um, I don't think you need to be too worried and lose sleep over the threat of Caicedo, <laughs> but um, we'll, we'll see. He's had, a, like I say, he's had a couple of good games this season, but he's he's not exactly um, a natural finisher in the way that Immobile is. You kind of mentioned how uh, the midfield is really kind of where, uh, with the kind of formation to expect from Lazio, is something that uh, I'm, Frankfurt fans should be taking. In. Uh, into consideration. So, Sergei Milinkovic Savic, uh, one of the real performers at the World Cup, um, kind of part of the first team. I'm wondering if uh, the old Brazilian Lucas Leva, um, who you guys have basically turned into a, just a superstar once uh, once over again, when some people would say that at 31, he won't uh, have it anymore. Is he going to be kind of one of the players to be looked as the kind of leadership on the field uh, versus Frankfurt? Or who do you think uh, everything will be expected to be running through? Well, Lucas will be rested for this game. I mean, one of the real positives, what, what I was saying there about the transfer market this summer, improving the depth in the squad, one of the most important things that Lazio managed to do was bring in someone who can very capably deputise for Lucas because he was playing a lot of games last season and there wasn't really anyone in the squad who could do what he does. Um, so what Lazio managed to do this summer was bring in a guy called Milan Badel, who you might have seen at the World Cup. He is a Croatia international He's been Fiorentina captain for the last few years, and Lazio managed to, to bring him in on a free transfer. And he's not the same pl- kind of player exactly as, as Lucas, but he's a similar similar prospect. He plays as a kind of deep-lying playmaker, and he'll, he'll kind of look to dictate things, break things up, and spread the passes around. Hmm. So he'll be the one who's kind of anchoring the midfield, um, unless Nzagi, you know, 
decides to go in a completely different direction. In the midfield as well, there's a couple of other interesting ones that, that it looks like this game's likely to be the first chance for any of us to see a guy called Valon Berisha this season. Um, he We brought him in from Salzburg in the summer, and if you remember, Salzburg were the team who actually not Lazio out to the Europa League in the quarterfinals last season. A so, pretty good role that uh, they had in Europe, knocking out you guys, yeah. in addition to Borussia Dortmund, I might add, considering uh, Nostrum yeah. Bundesliga side. Absolutely, yeah. And he, he was one of the best players in, in those two legs against Lazio as well. So uh, he, he was unlucky because he came in and then almost as soon as he went to pre-season training, he picked up quite a bad injury. So we've not seen anything of him yet this season. And it looks like this, this game could be the first sight that we're going to have to see what he can do. So um, the, the, the latest reports kind of suggest it's between him and Milinkovic-Savic to start and they're not quite sure yet what's going to happen. So... Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, I think there will be a fairly big rotation because, like I mentioned before, Lazio have just lost the derby and this weekend got Fiorentina at home and Fiorentina are absolutely flying at the moment. So that's a really big game on, in the league as well. So um, I, I'd expect it to be a strong team, but a few of these guys will probably be on the bench at least. So, in, in recent history, what, uh, with the, you kind of mentioned the Roman derby uh, between Roma and Lazio, ended up a 3-1 to one, uh, defeat after uh, four wins on the bounce. Uh, a little tough start to begin the season in August, but hey, you know, uh, uh, Frosinone fix, uh, fixes all ills, as they say. <laughs> um <laughs> Lazio, you know, uh, four wins from seven, you know, the other three being defeats with, as you mentioned, Fiorentina right before the international break, and then you kind of get right back to it with the likes, uh, with some, with some bit, a mixture of big and small calls as well. Is Lazio um, the long-term project? Now, this is a team that uh, under Claudio Lotito, uh, he kind of, I believe he was the gentleman who saved them uh, from the Brinks uh, complete oblivion win on oh, forgetting the food who was that food giant who used to be in charge of you guys who broke a lot of transfer records um, Sergio um, Cragnotti was Cragnotti yeah yeah who came in the uh, I think that was the early 90s uh, kicking off with a Paul Gascoigne uh, transfer all the way back then so at is the general idea to focus on the on the Serie A so that uh, not just European qualification is insured, but more that the you get to the Champions League after so many seasons of getting close and uh, getting close, but no cigar. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that the Champions League's the aim, and it's a much more realistic aim now than it than it used to be because the fourth Champions League spot has just been opened up again. Um, and Lazio have come agonisingly close, really, in the last seven, eight years, um, just missing out on the last playoff spot um, sometimes and other occasions getting the playoff spot, like when we played Leverkusen a few years ago and got beaten in the playoff by Leverkusen. And then, of course, last year, which is probably the bitterest of all of them. But the, the difference now, really, in terms of talking about the Lotito era, um, you're right. You're right to mention that he did um, come in and stabilise the club when financially it was it was a bit of a mess. He's not a popular president though. He's he's actually the complete opposite. When are the cleanup guys that were fan, the biggest fans of uh, the fans? <laughs> it's it's, yeah. it's kind of hard, you know, when you when you have to clean up someone else's mess when the other guy was the one, you know, make Winnie who won the, the won the. Scudetto after you know so many years without it, 
you know, it's kind of hard when uh, you have to take over. You you kind of don't want to be the guy who takes over from the guy who wins everything. Well, no, that's true. But um, I mean, when it comes to Lotito, he's he's financially incredibly prudent and uh, very very reluctant to spend a lot of money and. That's something that's frustrated fans in the past is that even when things have been going well and we've been bringing in big fees for players, it's not been reinvested into the squad and and sometimes it's been invested into Lotito's personal interests instead. So mm-hmm. um, uh, anyway, that aside, I mean, that's opening a whole can of worms up. But <laughs> the, the, the thing about the, the current team, really, that's quite interesting is that throughout Lotito's era, it's been a bit unpredictable. There have be, been some um, good times... And like you mentioned before, there's been a fair bit of European football as well, but um, it's always been a bit of a roller coaster with managers uh, in terms of projects. You know, a manager will come and have a good season, then uh, then things will start to fade out and they'll get sacked and you'll move on and start again. And so it did tend to be a bit like you'd have a good season, then a bad season, then a good one. Um, whereas under Simone Inzaghi... Um, Ironically, that's changed because Inzaghi was never really supposed to get the job in the first place. Um, the job was actually given to Marcelo Bielsa, who then had quit the job within 48 hours of taking it. And then Inzaghi was given it, um, this was a couple of summers ago, as, as a result of not really having any other options. But he's turned out to be brilliant. Um, a very smart guy, he gets on really well with the players. And under him, there is actually a real sense that the club is building a long-term project and that every year things are improving and the fact that Lazio managed to keep hold of their stars for another summer and and add to the squad in the way that they have does suggest that it is going places and it is building but um, it's, it's quite difficult to do that when you're talking about the, the league versus Europe the league is obviously the gateway to the, the millions and the prestige of the Champions League which is where Lazio want to be but at the same time they do want to take the Europa League seriously and and do as well as they can so Inzaghi did very well last year to find a good balance between the competitions of fighting both ways but ultimately he was undone in both competitions by not really having a big enough squad so I do think that this year that problem's been resolved a bit and, and it should be a good game despite the group being a lot tougher this year I think Lazio if they are going to rotate the team like I said before are in a much better place to do that indeed so that being all said if we can get a prediction from you for Eintracht Lazio at the Comets Bank Arena in Frankfurt uh, full house as all the tickets have been sold already for all the Frankfurt in so uh, can we get a prediction from you if we have to put you on the spot, I know everyone loves to make a you know make predictions, uh, you know after the fact, so you don't look silly. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, it's I I can't say I, I know enough about Frankfurt to really understand fully what we're up against here, but um, <laughs> I think given what I've seen so far from Lazio and and the result that you got against Marseille, I think I'm gonna go kind of sit on the fence and go with a draw I'm going to say 2-2 you know I was going to be a little bit sitting on the fence myself uh, but with Frankfurt's uh, okay it was against uh, Hanover they had a really good match but with all the goals that were then scored yes 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 I know I know I know okay okay you Ladies and gentlemen, it seems that someone does not believe uh, Emmy. Uh, the third, the always the third wheel of uh, Hey Eintracht Frankfurt episodes does not think that uh, I should be going with uh, just a one-one draw. So uh, I say a one-nil Eintracht Frankfurt lead. Is that happy with you? Okay. And so 
that in conclusion, uh, we're going to leave it at that. So uh, BR Live, uh, Bleacher Reports uh, streaming service, is where you can pick up uh, English feed of the game. You can actually pay... Uh, just three dollars for that or you can pay the uh, full year fee or the monthly fee that they have multiple options available uh, I'm going only with the uh, one match option for myself because uh, I probably won't be uh, watching anything else other than the Eintracht because that's all that I really care about hey folks come on it's Eintracht Frankfurt at the end of the day so everything being said you can reach me on Twitter at KCSGE you can also reach out to the show that is at HEFpod and email the show at HeyEintrachtCrankford at Yahoo.com so from us all here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt it's a juice Hey, I'm a fine for a la 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 la